Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Well, I just want us, while we're still here on our feet, rather, to turn together to the gospel according to Mark, Mark the ninth chapter, and I'm going to use uh, your Bible okay. just to open up this meeting today and, um, in the, or open up the word of God in this meeting. I'll be preaching today on fasting and prayer, fasting, prayer, and power. Amen. Amen. And um, I'll share with you the secret of our power. Glory to God. Never before have we had a chance to have a global meeting like that. And um, in Mark, the ninth chapter, and um, I want to start reading at the appropriate place. Might as well look at verse 14. When you get there, say, Amen. Amen. And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them, and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed. And running to him, saluted him, and he asked the scribes, what question ye with them? Why are you, what are you asking my students? Um, that's me talking there. <laughs> Verse 17, and one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which has a dumb spirit. It means he, he was mute. And the man detected, that's me talking again. And the man detected that his son had been afflicted with an evil spirit. And so he detected that in that case, the reason for a physical ailment was a spiritual um, bondage. Amen. Amen. And he said, and wheresoever he takes him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. And he answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and, and, and wallowed foaming. Wow. Wow. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. And oftentimes it has cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that 
believer. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirits, saying unto him, a foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I command you or charge thee, um, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him and he was as one dead inasmuch that, that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. And when he was coming to his house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, This kind can come forth. Re- ready? Yes. Let's read verse 29 from the beginning all together. Read it out loud. Hold the Bible above your head, please. This is the word of God. Not man's tradition. Not an opinion. Or subject to debate. He's alive. God said, I believe. And that settles it. He is who he says he is. He will do what he said he will do. I am who he says I am. I have what he said I have. And as I believe today, I can do what he said I can do. Now, if you believe it, set the Bible down. Give God the greatest shout and the loudest cry of victory he's ever heard ascend out of planet earth today. Glory. Glory. Well, you may, you may be seated and tell someone anything that's liable to happen here today. In light of the backdrop of this account, this Bible account that we're reading from the record of um, Mark, uh, as inspired by the Holy Spirit, we can see that our Lord and Savior talked about the kingdom of God right before that event. And he said, there's some of you standing here who will not taste death or die until you see the kingdom of God come with power. How many of us are glad that we don't have to die to see the power of God or witness of his kingdom? We don't have to wait till some glad morning when this life is over, we fly away. We can have a glad day in the Lord today. I will rejoice in the Lord always. Oh, I can preach today. My, 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 my. Now, of course, you know that the man of God knows that in this life you will have tribulation. 
And in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world, Jesus said. And so we know that tribulation or persecution arise for the word's sake, because you have a word on something. I said you have a word on something. You, you have a direction on the will of God. You're going up the mountain, not down the hill. I said you're going up the mountain, not down the hill. You have direction. You have direction for your life, direction for your family, direction for your region, direction for your nation. You have direction. So, so the scriptures, amen, you could jump up anytime you want. But when I go like that, that just, I'm not fanning, I'm just saying, let's, let's sit down. <laughs> Glory to God. of you have a hold on your victory you say well man of God what are you talking about have a hold on my victory don't put your excitement in yesterday draw it to the now Jesus is alive right now his victory is real right now and his power is real right now Glory be to God forever. I said grab a hold of your victory. Get the word of God alive in you. Stir up the gift of God that's in the inside of you. And so the Lord told us that it is the victory that overcomes the world in the sacred scriptures. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Well, how many of us believe that our faith is not in yesterday? You don't have to believe about yesterday. You have to just continue to believe that you believe the one that is worthy to be believed. Yesterday, today, and forever. I'm going to stop. You're going to make me come down. Glory to God. Are you here? But yesterday's gone. Today is the time when I choose who is Lord of my life. I choose that the enemy is not worthy of my respect, but God is worthy of my yieldedness. I choose to fast. I choose to pray. I choose to confess. And I choose to believe today. No enemy today will stop the church. No giant today will slay the believer. No opposition today will stifle a saint of God. And so, so often Christians, we tend to just understand a little bit about eternity. And we get excited about eternity. I'm talking about, you know, when the Lord returns. And that's wonderful. But, you know, for the most part, we get excited about eternity. We're going to not be relevant in the now. Now, I love you. But if you want to go to eternity, whoever you are, go on ahead. I have a job. To raise up a generation that is going to occupy till the Lord comes. And if he delays, then we'll go on to be with the Lord. Well, let your right hand up and shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Shout hallelujah three times like Dr. Roberts. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. You may be seated. Now the word of God will work for you. He'll rewind the clock of time. Some of you here, you're young, you're half my age. 
I've come to give you an injection of youth and you're half my age it's time to stand it's time to march it's time to run it's time to believe Somebody said, well, well, Dr. Harfouche, I'm almost twice your age. Well, don't insist on it. Grab that word anyway. The Lord will renew your strength. Don't insist on your age. Insist on his power. a wild bunch of people if you're visiting today for the first time it's not my fault they did it and so our Lord Christ Jesus said some of you standing here will not taste death till you see the kingdom of God come with power and um, he took uh, John and uh, James and Kephas or Peter and he went to a high mountain you know the story first century disciples you understand the transfiguration took place we have no account in that account where Jesus ate we have every reason to believe that he went up to the mountain and came back fasting and praying and so the fruit of it is visibly seen he's on the mountain praying and he began to be changed. You see, if you don't let God change you from the inside out, this world will change you from the outside in. And it takes spiritual conviction to let God change you from the inside out and not be ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. And I want to say this before I move on teaching along the lines of fasting, prayer, and power. When you're young, you can implement fasting. When you're middle-aged, so-called, say, tell somebody so-called. Whatever middle-aged means. Amen. In light of eternity, it doesn't mean anything, does it? Oh, what are you doing in the way? It's like... And, and so, if you're middle-aged, the Lord will quicken and energize your metabolism, your immune system. He will literally take out of your life every toxins, 
and he will regenerate your being, activate your liver, move in your kidney, and let your organs work by the word of God and the will of God. And, and then it doesn't matter. It's never too late. You can implement fasting and prayer and power. That's the secret to our power. So I'm giving you something very valuable, but I'm giving to people free. I happen to know that most people doubt God in this life, but champions know better than doubt the one that deserves to be believed. And so our Lord went up to the Mount of Transfiguration, we call it, or the Holy Mount, according to Peter. <clears throat> and in praying, he was transfigured. Notice from the inside out. And so we get the benefit of that vision. We get the benefit of that reality. We see it. We see everything. You know the cloud came. Elijah and Moses showed up. You know the, 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 but when it dialed down and he was coming from that mountain and, and the Lord was, that is, right? Hit someone and say, today, today. you can make the choice. You can flip the faith switch and see 20 to 30 years a reward. Come on, somebody. Come on. You can do it. And so the Lord, the Lord tells us, he says to, to Peter, he tells the disciples, do not tell the vision to any man till the son of man is risen from the dead. Or uh, in just like, don't tell anybody till I rise again. So this, the, the, this story is still going on. He comes down off that mountain and he immediately runs straight into people that are interrogating his disciples. The, the story's still going on. So, so we have reason to believe there's been prayer and there's been fasting and there's been power. If fasting, prayer, and power were good enough for Jesus, fasting, prayer, and power are good enough for his church. Many years ago in the 70s, there was a beautiful sister. Um, you know, at the time she was in her 60s or so. You can't tell really. People are ageless when they're in the anointing. And then when they serve God. This woman drove or rode rather on a bus for about 45 minutes to get to her destination every Sunday. To have a Sunday morning and a Sunday night meeting and then ride a bus 45 minutes to go back and hold a job Monday through Friday. And this woman saw me ministering at full gospel businessmen's meeting and other meetings. And 
in the 70s, she would invite, would you come to my church? And I loved her church, one of the churches in the area we, we, I based out of California at the time. This was in the 70s. Sister LaRue. She didn't mess around. So she didn't have a problem with the word of God being preached in her church either. Didn't need an explanation for miracles, signs, or wonders. But she would say at the end to everybody, and remember, much prayer, much power, little prayer, little power, no prayer, no prayer, little prayer, much prayer, so that, that kind of fits into the sacred scriptures, doesn't it? So the Lord coming down, he sees these people interrogating his, his disciples because they asked his disciples to cast out the devil. And the disciples were used to casting out devils. How many of us still think there are devils in the earth today? Two or three people. I'm going to appeal to the church at large. How many believe there are devils in the world today? Yes. So the method of God's deliverance could not have been taken away with him. Otherwise, the best way to be free would be withholding from humanity. And, and, and the best way to be free is not held back by God who promised and um, said that they will, in my name, they will cast out devils it's it's not being withheld by the lord so he he comes and now we see a physical ailment child of god do you believe that sometimes or all the time say all the time, all the time. either directly or indirectly physical ailments are really not the will of god or rather the perfect will of God. It's not God's will for him. He doesn't make people sick. The Lord doesn't want us sick. The Lord wants to show himself blessed on our part. Does that make sense? And he is blessed. But he's a blessing. The Lord wants to be a blessing to us. So directly or indirectly. Like let's say it this way, sometimes people are afflicted because of the stress, the world, the system, the lies, the verbal abuse, the disorder, the challenges that are in the world. How many of us think the world needs the right answer right now? How many of us are not worried or terrified because you know you have not just fallen here, you've been planted in this world for such a time as this. To declare his goodness. Glory to God. To declare his goodness and make known his will in the earth. And so uh, the, the world is hungry. Uh, it's desiring. It needs an answer. Well, we're carrying the answer and that's good. And whenever we know that we're desiring, we're leaning on God and we need an answer. Fasting and prayer will bring an answer. And the answer of the word of God will go to another level. Say the word of God, the answer of the word of God will go to another level. 
Well, that's what Jesus did. His own disciples were casting out devils. They were leading people. Uh, they were baptizing people. The word of God said they were baptizing. His own disciples were anointing people with oil and praying for people. And people were getting healed. So Christ sent his 12. He sent his 70. And he said, go whatever city I'll go into and tell them, uh, heal the sick that are there, and etc. Didn't he? Yes. Well, that, why did they run to a kind that doesn't come out? But by fasting and prayer, unless fasting and prayer will do just what I said. I said fasting and prayer will lift up the word of God to another level of performance in your life. You'll never hit a dead end. You'll never be stopped. You'll never be short-circuited. Not when the Lord is with you and prayer's on your side. And fasting is a regimen of the day. Glory be to God. You will never be defeated. Never be overcome. Never be downcast. Never. Be refuted or refused. My God will take care of you. My God will uplift you. My God will energize you. My God will reform you. My God will sustain you. And the Lord says... He comes in and said, what are you talking to these people about? We read it, right? <laughs> Didn't we, brother? Huh? We read it. He said, what are you talking to these people about? He said, well, I brought my son who's been, I'm going to shorten it. He's been afflicted with this problem, physical problem. That I detect is the byproduct of his spiritual oppression. So he has a physical problem that comes from a spiritual oppression. So that's, that's the father of the child. And um, you know his physical ailment included, but not limited to being mute, etc. But epileptic and uh, prone to seizures. And then a violent display of physical harassment that threw the boy down and threatened his life. Whether it's fire or water, it's going to drown him or kill him. And so the parent, in that scenario, look at someone saying that biblical scenario. In that scenario, it would be wrong and abusive of the parent not to admit that the child is harassed by devils because he's worried about the child's feelings. See, there is a big difference between telling someone some invisible power is attacking you than telling someone, go ahead and carry that invisible power in your pocket, in your mind, and in your household. You're not called to caress demons. You're called to cast out devils and stand up with authority, dominion, and power in this world that we live in. You're more than a conqueror through Christ which strengthens you. Oh, lift your right hand and let the Lord hear you.
Right? Right? You may be seated. Is that okay? So he says, I realize my son has a physical ailment, and, but it's a byproduct of a spiritual attack. And I brought my son, identifying the problem, to your disciples, and they could not cast him out. Well, of, the, of course, if we fast forward, Christ gets over here, and he tells that man, you know, we fast forward it in time. Which way is uh, right to left, right? Left to right? Left to right? Is that the way we write? So this is the timeline. So we fast forward. I'm just wanting to get your visual here in a language you understand. Hallelujah. And the Lord says to him, he says, all things are possible to the one that believes. And the man starts crying. He immediately is convicted of little faith. So we detect that he lifted the man up to another level without without disqualifying his ordained ministers that he has said to get supernatural results. Sometimes you need some faith to lift you up, some word to lift you up, some promise to lift you up. And when the word of God lifts us, is never empty hope or high hope. He lifts us up to a level of connection and participation with the now miracle. I feel that somebody here will not leave today without your breakthrough. And the man starts crying. And um, Jesus had already declared all the way across the board. um, You morally twisted breed of men. How long will I be with you? How long will I allow you? What do you mean Lord? You're going to leave. And then we won't have to deal with deliverance anymore. Because the day of deliverance will end. When John the beloved dies. Or when the Bible is formed nonsense if devils are running around the world rampant today Christ in you is bigger than any affliction any devil or anything like that I want to stop for a minute I've never been able to go to the sacred scriptures and not see power coming out of the word of the living God we don't serve a dead God we serve a living God Should I stop? No. You may be seated. That's just the way it is. So people wonder, well, when did you discover, Dr. Arfush, you have a miracle ministry? Well, I'm telling you, 40 years removed, the secret of my power. You want power? Follow the secret. You don't want power? You're not cut out for this. Right. That's right. Come on now. Is that too gruff? No. You want power? Follow the secret. Without fasting and prayer, there is no power. Therefore, there is no accessibility to working of miracles, great faith, or gifts of healing. Sure, sure, we get charismatic giftings and super Holy Ghost giftings and full gospel giftings, whatever you want to call them. And we step out and we operate in them. But sooner or later, they'll die out because the maintenance of that the fuel of that, the oxygen of that, 
is the relationship with God. And when that relationship is severed because of distractions and worries and anxieties and cares and stress, etc., then you walk around as if you're not gifted and the Lord no longer by, almost bypasses us to do the gifting. So any long-term ministry of miracles, signs, and wonders, we habitually practice prayer and fasting. If we don't draw near to God, He will draw, not draw near to us and get us a reward publicly. So I'm sharing with you some secrets so you get them moving in your life. It'll work in your economy. It'll work in your enterprises. It'll work in your business. It'll work in your family. It'll work in your marriage. It'll work in rearing up your children. It'll work in occupying your territory. It'll work in declaring His Lordship. It'll work in your participating in His kingdom. Should I stop? I don't want to belabor this, but are you catching this? So often we get carried away as believers here and there. And you say, well, Dr. Fush, when is God going to do this? I think I'm coming to tell you, when are you going to do this? When are you going to do this? When are you going to fast till you change from the inside out? When are you going to pray till people see your face as an angel shining with the glory? When are you going to sign up for FCD and allow God to change you from the inside? Because if we don't let God change us by His Spirit from the inside out, this world will change us from the outside in illegally. Take a message, I'll call them later. Or you'll call them later, depending on what kind of contact it is. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory. And so the Lord tells this, this man, um, all things are possible to one that believes. And the man starts crying and he says, I believe, Lord, help thou my unbelief. And then the Lord can reach out to him out of that place he was in, in prayer, transformation, power and the people are coming very fast I think I have time for stories Dr. Robin people are coming really fast and the Bible says when the Lord saw that the people were coming he spoke directly to the spirit and said come out of the man and enter into him no more and the spirit threw him down as if it would hurt him but it didn't hurt him it came out of him and he looked like he died we were in a, in a meeting probably 25 years ago, Dr. Robin and I, and this woman was given about 24 hours to live, maybe 36 hours. She looked like an ashtray. There's no exaggeration. She looked to the naked eye like she was completely gray and ashy externally. Cancer had overtaken her body. Now, it's wonderful to see these kind of miracles like that, are you listening to me? But people wonder sometimes what's the backdrop to that. And um, the backdrop is fasting, prayer, and power. That's the backdrop. And then, yes, we preach the word of God. Her faith level goes up, and she receives on that level. But then when you leave, you need the material to study. You need to be able to rebuke the enemy. You need to say, no, you're a liar. Whatever symptoms try to come back on you, you resist them through the word of God. Hit someone and say, we're connected. 
to the Lord. Do you have a minute? When we prayed for her, we actually released the power on her. Her eyes rolled in her head. She fell over and she just exhaled once. When she did, her skin started changing color. She became rosy and pink in her cheeks, completely and totally awake. And she, but she looked like she died. Didn't she look like she died, Dr. Rock? It looked like she had died, but it was a manifestation of the spirit that drove out the spirit of cancer in her body. It's just the way it is. It's not weird or wiggy or spooky. Spooky would be the morgue. Now, you know, we've all lost loved ones that love the Lord and they went home to be with the Lord. That's not the point. The point is it's not spooky when the power of God brings healing. We have to examine the fruit. What was the fruit in that case? Complete and total recovery unexpected by the medical community. So in that case, that happened. And then in our Woodier house, where we ran a prayer meeting, the kids were little. The kids. We had little kids. They grew up to different people. They were little. And that's the, one of the meetings there on a Friday night where, Pastor Christy, you learn how to walk. You just got up and kind of. Don't quote me on that. Edit that. <laughs> but one of the people that they brought had been addicted to nicotine yeah. severely. Severely. And so I didn't know it, but I knew that she needed help. And I had an altar call similar to what happened here today. And um, except it was more graphic. Uh, the, the description of the bondage. And um, in, in our house, in the living room. And uh, this woman started getting choked externally by an evil spirit. Child of God, you can't carry a devil all your life. Break the power of that lying, defeated foe. And magnify the King of glory in your life. Break the power of that thing. Break the power of that thing. Started choking her from the outside in. You could literally, we say, how do you know? Well, because when someone goes, <coughs> and start turning purple, you don't have to have much wisdom to detect that something's wrong. So I stood there, Dr. Robin will bear witness to this. I stood there because we had enough people around that were ministry gift oriented. They're preachers and they're, uh, associates and their assistants or whatever so they ran up and had their shot at come out of him and the devil loves your attention if your life is reactionary he loves that your reactions are worship to the kingdom of darkness that's why Jesus just stood there and said how long has he been like this how long has he been like don't be in a hurry Give God a minute. He'll give you the day. And 
So, but after she started turning purple, she's gonna die. This woman's gonna die in my living room. And, and I can't be to blame for it. I just pay the rent or the lease or whatever. Really the problem are the people that don't know how to react out of a place of prayer, fasting, and power. And no condemnation. Somebody said, well, you shouldn't talk about people. Listen, somebody would be dead today if we didn't get people out of the way. Time to get the devil out of behind the steering wheel in your life and put the Lord and his word and his promise. And if you have, then we know that we're on the word path and then prayer, fasting, and power will take the word to another level of performance. So when we meet that kind, which we are meeting right now all over the world, we get God's results. Amen. Hallelujah. And people call me from all over the world. Bishops and leaders and heads of movements and apostles and prophets. They really, I know, they love doctor and they love, they love to get a, a tidbit of knowledge that they can preach. And so it's like, how many years do we have? Don't worry about the years to come. Occupy the day you live. Come on, child of God. It's not how, about how many meals you're going to eat. It's about the God you're going to serve in the now. And he will feed us. He will lead us. He will help us. He will heal us. That's just the truth. How many years do we have? Are you kidding me? You're kidding me, right? You call and find out how many years you have? Just look at someone and say, they're fortunate that Doc is merciful. Can you imagine? You don't have any years left. I wouldn't even go to sleep tonight if I was you. I keep one eye open because the Grim Reaper's coming again. You glad that I'm not cruel, right? Cruel, that would be terrible. And so fewer and few and far in between because people won't ask me that they always like project confidence in the Lord which is good it makes for a better conversation <laughs> and so Finally, I said, step back, everybody, step back, step back. And they all stepped back, made a big circle around that woman. And I said, listen, we're just going to release your body to the supernatural care of the Holy Spirit. And you really, and she's going, oh. I mean, it's terrible. It's terrible. I can't even do it without choking. This is, this, is, uh, this is the truth. This woman is purple. This woman is completely purple. She's about, and, and I'm, I'm where Jesus was in Mark 9. How long has he been like this? That's, that's where I'm at. And uh, we turned her body over and she, 
It was like she died, but she didn't. Physically, she went out like a, you know, like a light. She went out like a, like a light in a remote area in a hurricane season. <laughs> Not anywhere near where you are. Amen. <clears throat> and then her color came back and she came to completely delivered from a very, very horrible age old for many years. Nicotine habit. Just completely and totally delivered. We didn't know. I didn't call it the spirit of nicotine. Because I don't know what it brought. It might have brought a lot worse than that. You see what I mean? But that spirit left through an act of deliverance that in that case, we didn't even address the spirit. We just turned the woman's body with her decision because she was oppressed, not possessed. It's a big difference. And we turned over to the Lord. And, and then I was at a, at a meeting and these three stories came to me. I didn't have time to tell them. So I kind of shorted them through fast forwarding. You know, when I go like that, I'm writing, right? And I'm writing in English so you could see because, right? So you could see left to right. And you could tell that we're heading the right direction. Well, we fast forward and... Um, Two stories. Skip the cancer. We'll have three. The nicotine. Then we have, we have another one. Full Gospel Businessman um, chapter in Downey, California. Every preacher there. Ruckus going everywhere. Ruckus. Tables, everything. We're packed out. They're going everywhere. Um, Ray Soto's there. Everybody's there. Trying to cast the devil out of this one man. And I could hear all this in and out and everything. And I'm going, what in the world is going on? I'm a young man. It's like I was a little younger than I am right now. (laughs) And it's just... Too much distraction everywhere. Finally, they came to me and said, Christian, what is it? We got, a, we got a man that's got problems. And All right, take me to him. So I went over there. The moment I went in the lobby outside of the hallway, I could tell what the problem is. There's always a reason why something's got a stronghold. I could tell what the problem is. Well, it was the woman that was with him. They weren't married. They were living together. And she was his guardian angel. And so I just walked in and she said, I'm his guardian angel. I said, you're his guardian angel? She said, yeah. I said, go over there. Sit down. Shut up. <laughs> she said, I'm his guardian I said, go sit down. And, and the people, oh, I mean... Real mature ministry gifts. They're like watching, but you know, they're willing to believe anything now. You know, it's like, it's gotten to Christian. You get Christian, that's it. It's next after Christian is Jesus. Because they, they took their stab at it, you know, for lack of a better word. 
And all of them tolerated the guardian angel. Don't let some kind of a haunted imposter rob you of God results in your life. And so I, I grabbed the man, laid hands on him. He fell down on the ground. I picked his head up. I picked his head up because the devil would, you know, people that are oppressed would love to do this. They don't want to look you in the eyes. So open your eyes and look at me. That, that, that meeting we were at and the, laying hands on, on hundreds of people and got to that woman. And the woman is like over here. And oh my goodness, the man's got eyes. <laughs> See, once the enemy does that, you know you have him on the run. I said, you have him on the run. You know, brother, my son asked me one time. He said, Doc, he said, how long did you have that ability? To stare through someone and stare a hole in them until they kind of. So we know what it's like to have confidence and be able to stare someone down. But when we're full of God, our confidence is not in this. Our confidence is in the king. Oh, come on, shout And so I, I grabbed her. I finally grabbed her because people were going to see her. And if people saw her, they would gravitate towards her. And most people, knowing how sentimental we are as human beings, they're going to just do this and do that and rebuke and throw salt and garlic and everything. And nothing is going to happen. You keep that devil. You read the scripture. You nervous thing, get out of the way. You're not cut off for ministry yet. Some fasting, prayer. So I grabbed her. I said, I said and before anybody can see, because hundreds of people, Dr. Robbins is there. I said, open your eyes. She opened us. Come out of her. Ah! You know, that was it. People were like, whoo, somebody got blessed. Few pastors got up and took the little baby out the room. I'm thinking, you think the lobby is protection? It's like. So we're in Downey at the Full Gospel Businessman, and I, I just said, the man's haunted guardian angel down and so I laid hands on him he went out and I picked up his head I said open your eyes he looked at me I said come out of him and then he cried out with a loud voice and just got free and all the ministers around were like wow that's wonderful I said well keep him away from the angel and then and the whole thing took about like at the most five minutes it, it wasn't even five minutes I said now you take care of him and I went back into the lobby, or, or the ballroom rather, where we were having um, testimony, preaching, and healing. 
So every one of those cases, three of them, plus the cancer miracle, were reminded to me today when I was reading the scripture. And so I wanted to break down to us fasting, prayer, and power, the secret of our power, because this month, the 20th of the month, month we're going on a supernatural time of fasting uh, for 40, 40 days, and I have, come on, let's thank God. And the Lord directed me to um, have um, an agreement with our global church family and members and apostolic women and, and um, Christian Harfush Ministries, um, Miracle Ministries International members, so that we would all lasso the entire year, every year, with a very, very understandable and beneficial uh, fasting and prayer uh, regiment. So literally about 120 days of, in some cases, depending on your health and uh, the approval of your whatever healthcare providers or whatever, you might skip a meal or half day skip. Does that make sense? 120 days a year is consistent with the most ancient practices in Christianity, but consistent with the lifestyle I have dedicated to God and the results we got, Dr. Robin received also, and the family in the area of the supernatural. And if we did that, we'd be literally giving God a portion of a third of the year to Him. And, um, but, but the benefits of that will be phenomenal. I've already filmed some teaching that is done in a format never before released. It's literally kind of almost like a first century discipleship private session. And it's specifically about uh, the key to my power and, and uh, the way of the Lord and being con all of it has to do with as much knowledge as you need to get involved in this supernatural journey. And how many of us know when, when doctors talking to you, we're not talking about routine, we're not talking about ritual, we're not talking about ceremony, ceremony, and we're not talking about human works. How many understand that? No, we're not. We're talking about cooperating with the finished work of Christ the best way you know how. Does that make sense? And so guidelines for us to walk together in order for us to change. It's not like God in turn, gives us, in turn gives us power because we work for it. No, no. It's we place God and his will of great value. And we are changed and lifted up into him and, um, and uh, become nearer to him that way. And so the gifts of healings, working of miracles, and great faith are the three gifts that do something. There are three that see, three that say, and three that do. The three that do. I've talked to Dr. Sumrall about it. Dr. Lester Sumrall. I've talked to Dr. Norval Hayes about it. Every single one of the generals, including R.W. Shambach, every single one, including Eastern prelates and, and patriarchs, believe that that has been the lot of the church and the order of the day for 2,000 years and believe that the next generation walking in this power will be greater in our results than any previous generation has ever seen. And so when, when they talk about the power gifts, they're consistent with what the Lord showed, doctor, in the 80s when he asked me out loud, 
Christian, why do we see more utterance gifts and revelation gifts in the church than we see power gifts? Well, I know better than to answer God. Because he never asked me a question before wanting to know more than he knows. So I just said, I don't know, Lord, why? And so he proceeded to show me how to prepare his people through International Miracle Institute, through the courses we have, the Word of God, how to teach you the breakdown of the miraculous and how it operates in the life of the believer. Well, the power gifts are gifts that operate in the miracle aspect of the child of God to get results uh, so that God would do things in our lives that are miraculous. So I, I filmed it. it it's being post-edited now. It'll be um, multiple gatherings and services. I've already released the material. It's profound. Never before have I released anything like that in 40 years of ministry. And so I'll be releasing the study courses on it. And then they're fully accredited. You can allow it to change your life and we can participate in, uh, in uh, the graduation season having signed up and participated in uh, fasting, prayer, and power. Amen. 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 How many are glad that I did that already? Yes. So the Lord, the Lord says, how long has he been like that? The man said, since his childhood. And when the Lord saw that the people were coming swarming, he rebuked the spirit. Isn't that what we read? Yes. And the, the boy felt like he was dead. They thought he was dead, but the Lord lifted him up. And when he went to his own house, the Lord did, that is. The disciples and the followers asked him, why couldn't we cast him out? And then he told them, because of unbelief, if you put Matthew and, and Mark together, and he said, however, this kind only comes out but by fasting and prayer, proving that Christ had been in a walk with God. Although Christ is God, yet how many believe that he ministered uh, so that he would qualify us through him to receive empowerment to carry out that? Amen. Amen. And so he told us this kind comes out but by fasting and prayer. Do you have a minute? Yes. Do you have a minute? Yes. Shout one more time. Yes. Can I talk to you about health? Yes. The health benefits of fasting. People might not know this, but I'm going to take a moment because all over the world people are asking me about what is the biblical um, direction for fasting and prayer. Well, before we get into biblical or for spiritual Christian, Christian spiritual reasons, let's look at health purposes. Today, globally, the, the world is beginning to understand the benefits, the health benefits of fasting. But for thousands of years, fasting has been used as a medical therapy. It's a form of holistic therapy for the body to detoxify and rejuvenate from all kinds of health problems, including poisons, etc. Some of us may not have known that, but this is factual. It's defined as a voluntary, you know, uh, limit on food intake. Now this is, just look at someone say, strictly for health purposes. <laughs> so basically this is from the perspective of people that may be 
Christians or maybe um, uh, uh, followers of Moses because it's 3,000 or 4,000 years ago. Followers of Abraham or people that have received through the witness of the chosen people of God certain inputs from the canon of scripture that tells them the value of fasting and prayer. And they also, uh, just from a fasting perspective, they learned a little bit about the benefits of fasting. So maybe they're not believers in our God, but then strictly doing a mechanical situation. They've been doing it for thousands of years. So in Asia, they've been doing it. In India, they've been doing it. All over the world, for thousands of years, people have embraced fasting strictly as a holistic means of allowing the body to reboot, rejuvenate, regenerate, and the organs to come alive and work. Now, I would think that if we add connection with God and offer our fast to Him as a worship, and we don't put ashes on our head and look as if we're sour-faced because we're fasting, and we don't brag about it, but we, we do it in secret between us and the Lord, between the family and the Lord. The God who sees in secret will reward us openly. We'll get results on this visible side of life. Glory to God. Your settlements will be released. Glory. Your loved ones will be saved. Your households will be reunited. Your health will spring forth speedily. Every part of your being can be blessed as a result of you blessing the Lord. Hallelujah. And you bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in your mouth. Amen. Do you have a moment? Yes. Many of the world's oldest systems of health relied on fasting as a way to prevent disease. Hit some would say preventative. preventative. How many believe that that has to do with our immune system? Yes. Well, glory to God. If I'm walking with the king and he told me in Isaiah that it will be health, it will make my bones fat. It'll make my soul like, like refreshed, um, even in famine. Cause my light to shine and my righteousness to go forth. Then he's already declared in his holy word what he will do for me, spirit, soul, and body. And see, it'll connect my body with the power of God. And it has for over four decades. And as the Lord delays, if he does, if he comes today, I'm ready to go. But if he does not come for another 50 or 60 years, I plan to be as involved in his work, in his training of people, in the making of disciples, and in the running race set before me. As the Lord will see fit to give me strength as my days are. So shall my strength be. Do you have a minute? Yes. And so some of us have heard of Hippocrates and the Hippocratic Oath, which no longer is uh, needed for people who practice Western medicine because they no longer agree with, with his oath. Some of us here that are frontline workers or or um, therapists or whatever, you might know what 
what we're talking about, but how many of you know we're not knocking anybody. We're just saying the origin that wait about 460 BC. This individual ran into certain things. I'm going to touch on it real quick. This individual ran into Phoenicia, ran into Egypt, ran into the, the greater um, Assyrian and, 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 um, and um, house or home where Abraham originated from. And in those places, there were ancient remedies that were um, fast-oriented and um, were herbal oriented and so this Greek ran into uh, the the um, un systemized system and was exposed to it discovered that fasting and allowing the body to rest allowing its digestive system to work that's strictly a secular thing but he found out that the body would heal itself. Yeah, yeah. And that's who's supposed to be the father of Western medicine. How many have heard the name? Wave at me. That's supposed to two, three people. How many know of Western medicine? If you heard of Western medicine, hold up your hand right now. Some of you look like you just got discharged from Western medicine. Lift your hand up. I just want to help you. I want to help you. That's it. So the man started that way. And of course, 400 years or so before Christ, that's about 400 years when Alexander the Great and the kingdom of Grecia came into play the same way like Daniel was fasting. And Daniel was told by Gabriel... And Daniel was told that the prince of Grecia will come. We read that in the book of Daniel. So the Greeks came in and got a hold of this systemized way to systematically um, designate the different and the various um, herbs and methods to heal the body. And then in turn, the Romans, when the Romans came, they learned about these remedies in order to put some of it on their soldiers when they went to war so they would heal faster. And the reason I'm going through this is because Christ shows up in, you know, 328 um, AD. He's ahead of himself. In, in, in 38, in, in 28 AD. Did I say 300? No, I didn't mean that. It was 300 years, 400 years later. But the Lord comes. And the Lord doesn't introduce fasting. The Lord said... The hypocrites fast by, you know, showing that they're fasting. But when you fast, so fasting was already habitual practice. How many know that's the truth? But the Lord took fasting and lifted it to a level where you see your heavenly father watching you in secret and rewarding you openly. So he sheds the light on Abraham's success, on, on, on Moses' 120 years of divine health. So he sheds light on not only their health and their wellness, but he sheds light on his results, getting healing and deliverance and, and, and walking on the water, doing whatever he came initiating. And he gave us an understanding of how to walk in that. 
But the reason I went through the Greeks and the Romans, because after that it became systematic, it got over to the European continent, and it wasn't that long, maybe 1,500 years or 1,400 years, when it got there, then it deviated from the original method and philosophy of the first man that got inspired. Does that make sense? And so it no longer continued to be Western medicine according to Hippocrates, but it became Western medicine according to whatever Western medicine supplies. So certain things were introduced. And um, I believe that divine health is a good witness. Yes. I, I'm going to stop. I'm going to say it again. Wow. Divine health is a good witness. So um, it's been now what? It's been. No, no, I'm talking about another thing. Talk about me. It's been. It's going on on a six. It's going, it's, it's been decades. <laughs> I've never had to be thankfully rushed to any ER. I've never had to be checked in and put in, is it ICU or whatever? I, I've never had to spend a night at the hospital. I've never had a broken bone. Thank God. You say, well, you shouldn't brag. Well, I'm boasting on the one who honors fasting, prayer, and power. You see, the word of the living God works in your life. And there's a way better than having your organs replaced and having your body go through procedures. You can allow God to do you better than that. And, and the Lord will help you. The Lord will help all of us. And there's no condemnation to anyone that has had to have certain procedures or whatever. But I can't lie to you. I have to tell you the truth. If I told you there's nothing to this and it won't give you anything, I'll be lying. So this is the truth. This is the truth. Hallelujah. Do you have, you have a moment? You may be seated. Uh, he found that fasting helped the body heal itself. He extolled the tremendous um, healing power of, of fasting. He believed that the um, immune system would be boosted through connection with, um, with um, less things to digest and giving the body a break and will reboost itself to drive out poisons, drive out toxins. And sometimes in those years, talk about 2,450 years ago. That's a long time. So in those years, you drank probably some water that wasn't that clean or you might have drank something that might have been toxic to you. So healing through fasting and, 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 and a little rest certainly must show the invisible activity of the immune system given by God to human beings. Of course, when Christ came, he introduced the spiritual aspect of that. And, uh, and so um, religions have used fasting as a way to improve physical and spiritual clarity for 
thousands of years. So now whether it's um, Judea or whether it's any other religion that claims to be older than that or religions that came afterwards, they all embraced within their own uh, context of definition. Fasting is a benefit. So that means that knowledge was in the earth. But the best revelation we receive about fasting and prayer, we receive from the ministry of the Lord and from the ministry of the apostles and disciples. So the Lord privately, and the Lord personally went up, got up early in the morning, prayed and uh, connected with the Father and, and stayed in connection with the Father. We know he never sinned. We know he never allowed a, uh, a wrong thought to dominate him. And we know that he offered his worship to God in, in, a, in a way that he didn't herald. When we came, remember he was with the woman uh, of Samaria? And the disciples came back and said, we brought you food. And he said, what? I have food that you don't know about. That's what he said. They said, well, who brought him food? And then he said, my, my meat or my food is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. He didn't explain. But now we understand. He was on a very, very directed life. Hallelujah. And that's what we're talking about. Amen. How many would love to just continue to have a directed life by God? Yes. So the, the, um, the, um, <clears throat> the Bible is, is full of frequent accounts regarding fasting and um, prayer. And he gives us an ability to experience the benefits and I'm going to talk to you just briefly, little five minutes if I can, maybe at the most four minutes, four minutes. In a fasted life, there's no room for toxins to enter into your body. And you could stand with God and say, Lord, I'm dedicating this portion of my life to you. I'm not standing on, on top of a mountain of pride and boasting it to people. I've been taught by my leaders. I've been taught by the word of God. And this is me talking to you in private. Now, in private, I heard from the word of God, from you in the scriptures. <clears throat> and I heard from the thousands of years of results that happened to human beings, some of which didn't know you. <clears throat> that um, in a time of living a directed life or a fasted life or when I offer my fast to you, then you, you in turn... Give me, if I'm young, health. If I, I'm so-called middle age, regeneration and, and uh, regeneration and rejuvenation and, and uh, expulsion of all toxins and uh, the renewal of the strength of my immune system. And then everybody here knows it's never too late. And so, so often people accept a, a mindset. Hit someone say, a mindset that is not medical. So it's not only not spiritual, it's really not medical. A mindset that is not medical. What is that? What are you talking about, doctor? Well, I'm saying that people accept that as you get older, your immune system gets weaker. But there's absolutely no scientific reason to accept that, let alone biblical reason to accept that. Are you listening to me? There is no, there is no facts to that. It doesn't matter if you're 120 
nine years old. Your immune system should serve you, repelling all toxins out of your life and keeping you preserved from anything and everything that tries it. You don't have to go with pneumonia. You don't have to go with the cold. You don't have to go with the flu. You can live with the Lord of glory in the power of the Holy Spirit, in divine healing and divine health. Glory to God. And so, see, I've got three more minutes. Am I helping you? And so here's what happened in in a real time of gathering together and and going apart. And when we fast, what happens? Um, And this is a benefit. This is not the primary reason for living a directed life, right? The primary reason is to draw near to God. To forego natural, to seek spiritual. If that's not my motivation, then it's not valuable to God. And I don't want to do anything that's not valuable to God. How about you? And so this, this, um, this expulsion of toxins out of your body is specifically true regarding your liver and um, other organs in your body because it, your liver breaks down and uh, metabolizes all toxic substances and uh, stops them from entering into your body. So the immune system rises up in your physical body and works on behalf of God. And your immune system is taken up by the Lord to another level, the level he called you to function in, in order to serve you properly and keep you in this world that is, it's a nasty world. How many understand what I mean by that? It's got germs, it's got microbes, it's got things that are looking around for people to attack. And so if you know that you're not subject to attack, hallelujah. Then so you allow your, your, your life to work and your immune system will, will go to another level. And I don't have time to go into that. You could, you could go into it in your, your teaching. Huh? Next time I will, yeah. And I actually talked to you via phenomenal filming and recording and so anointed, so academic, so theological, so historical, and so beneficial for your life. Amen? Amen. Put your hands on your spirit and pray in, in the spirit. Father, we thank you for your people. We thank you for every saint here. We thank you for husband and wife. We thank you for children. We thank you for people. Bless them. Strengthen them. Regenerate them. Revive them and bless them. And every prayer request that came in from this nation and this state, Florida, this nation, and around the world, let the testimony and, um, and, and the witness of sons and daughters come strongly, quickly, and powerfully. Today and tomorrow. We give you honor, we give you praise, and we give you glory. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com and we'll see you next week.